Welcome, Welcome back to Skin, Skin Talk. Talk. I'm your host, Lo. And I'm Faith. And we're excited to come back again for a Monday to make your day brighter and more exciting and a little add a little education and fun. Yeah, if you're on your way to work or on break or just chilling at home. We're here for you. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit more of a fun episode. Um, a little less skin education, more business side of everything. Yeah. Pros and cons of us working for ourselves, you know, how we got started, the ins and outs kind of of the skincare industry. And if you're not focused on the skincare industry or like, I think some of the topics that we have kind of are broad enough for just like being your own boss. I agree. Working for yourself. So it's not something that you have to be like, if you're not interested in esthetician, the esthetician world and skincare world, like this is still for you. Yeah, even if you're not interested in the beauty world, because I feel like this really pertains yeah. to anybody who has a, a career like that they're doing that they're passionate about, but they want to like jump out on their own yeah. and do it by themselves. So if you're interested in things like that and to learn more about our experience um, becoming a sole esthetician, then definitely stick around because that's what we're here to talk yeah. about. So what, we're going to kind of start about like how we got started. You yeah. can kind of tell, because um, I know we kind of have different um, paths, but kind of very similar yeah. paths of how we started and um, why we wanted to get into this and kind of like where we've taken it from there. Yeah, for sure. So we actually have went in depth in our intro. So if you guys want to see like the in-depth about us yeah. too, you can go ahead and click like in this video. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll go ahead and put a link to our intro episode. But a little bit about how I got started like briefly um, is I was super passionate about skincare. I was super desperate to find a cure for my cystic acne and to figure out like what I can do for my skin. And um, I decided to go to Aveda. That's how we met. And... Um, become an esthetician. I honestly didn't know that I was going to fall in love with doing facials and yes. fall in love with waxing. I, That's how it is for everybody. Yeah, like I was more like just on the, I guess it more body functions mm -hmm. and more like wanting my own skincare line. Um, but then I fell in love. I think that happens, again, like we said, not just in the esthetician world, but in general. You open a book to something you love and then yeah. you realize the world is boundless. And it's kind of like where you're meant to be is where you'll go. Yeah, so like for sure. You don't even know your path most of the time. Yeah, so. just take the first step. Yeah. Was Aveda the first school that you looked at or did you look at several? Tip, look at several. Okay, I looked I at one. <laughs> I looked at one school. Aveda popped up. It accepted financial aid. It was in Charlotte. Um, and I wanted something quick. So I was like, boom, I'll do this. They accept financial aid. I don't have to put too much into it. And um, let me just go ahead and get started. So and you only looked at Aveda? I only looked at Aveda. Okay, I did too. And I would, but I would give advice for everyone. And I always tell people is just look all over and just yeah. compare. I think I definitely had like in the uh, my timeline had other appointments to look at other places but Aveda was first and then I just got in, in love you, with it yeah. and they kind of wrinkled they yeah, will make they, you fall in love yeah. and then desert you there's definitely like we can have like a whole episode dedicated to the skincare um schooling Schools. yeah and education side of it and just like our experiences yeah it. um I know everybody that was in our class we feel the same way of was it worth it but like it was it was worth for it other reasons it. right it was worth it for us because we were a special situation a special class we right. like, all became family and sisters in it but like education side of it probably not right but everything happens for a reason it so does like, i'm definitely grateful that i went there i'm glad i didn't pick another place same because we wouldn't we wouldn't even be doing this podcast if yeah. you know we hadn't but 
And then, oh, yeah, but shortly thereafter, not even shortly thereafter, I haven't worked for anyone for a long time. Mm-hmm. And when I got out, I was like, yeah, yeah no, you were, I can't. You were always working for yourself. Mm-hmm. You were always, even outside of skincare. Yeah, you were always a, um, what do they call it? Solo contractor. Independent yeah. contractor. Independent I did, contractor. Yeah, 1099 independent nice. contractor. That's the type of jobs that I did. And so that's how I got into it. And then I just jumped off the porch and went straight into being a solo esthetician. And that's why this episode is going to be very important for you because you don't have to make the same mistakes that we made. Yeah. Um, but Faith can tell you a little bit more about how she got started. Yeah, I think I was the same kind of like I, I didn't. So you don't have to have always had a love for skincare to get into it because I didn't growing up like it wasn't something that I from the time that I was younger I knew that I wanted my own business and I didn't know what that was um I didn't know what I wanted to work with I thought it was more kids I didn't really know what I was gonna do but I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur I don't that term is kind of played out lately but um, I always wanted to work for myself and have my own business whatever Mm -hmm. that was and I got to a point of working nine to fives that I was just I literally woke up every day miserable. miserable. Yeah. And it wasn't like depression, but it was just like I hate doing this. I don't want to I don't want to go there. I don't want to mm-hmm. do this anymore. Um and obviously working several jobs it doesn't change usually if you have that drive to work for yourself, you just still get tired of clocking in and clocking out every day and yeah. not making your worth. So, I kind of like took a couple of months of like what can I do? What is going to be passionate for me? What is something that um, I want to do and like figure that out and I always had um, a saying that I had a teacher tell me that it was um, if money was not an issue in the world you had all the money in right, the world what, would, what would you be doing for free so like I took that and like wanted to find what would I be doing if like I could do anything and I came across skincare and I like everything that I do like I dive Seriously. I dive in so she's a diver I, <laughs> so I was researching school researching what I needed to do and Kind of just dived in, found Aveda, did all that process. Um, and then when I got out of there, I was working for a wax center. And um, that's something like pros and cons to working for somebody straight out or working for yourself. It's kind of like whatever um, is your passion. Yeah, it depends on you. If you want to be working for somebody in the aesthetics world, do it. If that's like your goal to work in a high-end spa or something like that do it that's your goal um, yeah we're totally not bashing anyone who's in a nine-to-five no. i think that There's some people being making a, more money than me working in nine-to-five so. no for sure i think being a solo esthetician is less about how much money you're making it's less about downing people in nine-to-fives mm-hmm. and it's more about just finding what your works comfort. for you your freedom and your right because some people i i hate the thought of clocking in from this hour to that yeah. hour some people love, love the thought some people of that. love structure and, and exactly safety. so this episode isn't about like bashing anyone who does nine to five. It's just our personal experiences of why we like to be an esthetician. Yeah. And we're even going to talk about cons about being a solo yeah, esthetician sure. as well. But yeah. And then, um, I knew that I always wanted to work for myself. So in that time, I've always been the kind of person, like, I'm not going to, I typically don't leave a job unless I have a backup plan. Yeah. So I worked for the company I was working for a while doing my own thing on the side. Um, that didn't interfere, uh, legally with what I was doing for mm-hmm. work. And then when the time came to just finally, like, let everything go, let go that safety net and do my own thing, I jumped ship and did it, and it has worked since. Yeah. Been grateful for it. Yeah, that's great. It's very exciting. And we we both go a little bit more in depth, like I said earlier, about, like, 
the full process of like mm-hmm. getting started. So if you guys want to hear just a little bit on more personal note and like a more personal experience, even about school, because we talked about Aveda a little yeah. bit in there, you can make sure you definitely listen to that podcast um, or watch us on YouTube. Well, let's go in in a little bit about um, being a solo esthetician and um, like the pros and cons of being one. Yeah. Because um, it comes with so many different like ups and downs. Yes. Like, you think, I want to be a solo esthetician. I want freedom. Mm-hmm. I want to control my own schedule. And that's fine. So and that sounds beautiful. But I don't think anyone, when they decide to be their own business owner in general, is like, I want to be a manager. I want to be an employee. I want to be the janitor. I want to be the yes. tax. Um, I want to be the tax specialist. I want to. <laughs> I want to be the constructor. Like you, you wear every hat. You definitely <laughs> learn to appreciate, like when you work for somebody, how much they take care of, and yeah. how much like risk. And like honestly, that's why I love the country that we live in, and like a capitalism, um, government, um, purposely because we are business owners, and like we kind of. We benefit from that at yeah, the end 100%. of the day. Um, I know there's a lot of people that will be like, oh, well, I want to make as much as this CEO is making as the regular burger flipper. But at the end of the day, they've taken the risk. They've put the money in. They're taking all the risk for everything. All of it yeah. going down the ground. Of course, they're going to make more money. 100%. We're going to make that money that we worked for. Right. At the end of the day, what you work for is what you get. Mm-hmm. You're going to reap what you sow. You get what you deserve. So working for yourself has the benefits of honestly, like, seeing your, like, potential and progress and, like, what you can do and what you can earn. Like, it's it's a little bit of an ego booster sometimes. That, no, like, it is. You're like, I did this. No, nah, seriously. Sometimes I when this. I break down and... And I'm, t- I'm talking about not, like, what I take away at the end of the day, but, like, an overall. Like, at the, at the end of a month, Where we make what we made. It's I don't, I'm not talking about, like, how much I've spent on products and stuff like that. But when I look at how much I actually did make, I'm like, proud. What? Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't even feel like it. When I really put it in perspective, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, guys, I have a crazy life backstory. But I'm like, I, this is the most yeah. money I've ever made, like. Legally, I'm, yeah, I don't know, like not to sound crazy, but <laughs> like legally, this is the most money that I've ever made in my life, responsibly, legally, um, some in a way that is not only just like helping other people um, feel more confident about their skin, but it's a job that inspires people. It's a job that helps relieve stress. Um, it's a job of education. You're a counselor. It's rewarding. It's it's such a rewarding career to be a part of. So that's definitely one of my pros but is i also that. think that same pro has a con to it yeah because i don't know about you but i always have in the back of my head like and i'm sure anybody that has their own business or is like an influencer or anything in that world that's like it's on you to make your money mm-hmm. it's on you to make your money like it could flop at any 100%. time like anything can happen and at the end of the day there's not an employer paying okay. you your check every week like you are your boss you like, can make 2500 one week and 500 the next 200 or, or 50 <laughs> yeah so. it's just like it's almost like serving yeah like you can have a great night serving tables and you made 400 dollars that night but then the next night it might be slow and someone ran out on you and you made four dollars yeah. and you cry yourself to sleep because you spent so yeah. much money buying new products that you wanted to try (laughs) i don't know why lately i've been on like stripper tiktok but (laughs) but i've seen the girls that coming in with like they make it look so luxurious yeah and like they're making stacks on stacks and then there's one that's like this night 
um, I made 50 bucks. Yeah, this night I made nothing, well, but night, I was here I for six hours. Nothing. I was here yeah. for six hours. That's why it's so important as business owners to be very financially responsible. That's yes. another, I don't want to call it a con, but it's another thing that you have to be aware. very aware of um, is not just like the financial risk that we were just saying, but just like how on top of your um, annual reports, mm-hmm. how on top of um I was just telling Faith, like, I sell retail. I need to be a little bit more on top of my inventory. There's so many different checks and boxes you have to tick um, in order to really make your business better and then also to allow for growth. Because imagine if tomorrow all of our books got completely booked Mm -hmm. and all your products got sold out. Yeah. Are you prepared for what you're asking for? You know, so you have to make sure that you're really on top of – your finances, but also just, I guess, your um, bookkeeping. The ins and outs in general. and everything. But, yeah, and I think that's also one of the things that, like, if you're ready to do on your own and you want to learn how to do it on your own, go for it. But that's also one of those things that you can very much learn from working for somebody else, whether that's oh, getting yeah. your foot in the door and becoming management or just working a regular job as an esthetician somewhere. Like, you kind of – you can get those – um skill sets there yeah um typically more when you're like up in management area of those uh, jobs but i mean any job honestly even outside of the esthetician world like you can find those skill sets at right um it's almost like getting paid to train for your future entrepreneurial career because like i didn't go like work in a spa or anything like that but working for other places like i have worked jobs Mm and in different avenues all of those times that i've worked a nine to five helped prepare me Good. for certain yeah. things that I've faced. So it's almost like you're don't knock nine to five. Like mm-hmm. if you you get financial stability because you're working there, and then you're also learning so much more. But in that case, you can't necessarily be waking every day, dragging, and just going by and doing your daily job. You need yeah. to be like putting in effort to learn, to grow, and etc. It's your investment. You're getting paid yeah. for your investment in the yeah. future. But, yeah, if you definitely learn better that way, having it presented to you, like, maybe your path is to start somewhere for a couple of years before you ever think about opening your own place. Yeah. Um, but if you are one of those people like I am that I just dive in myself and I am really good at those kind of things. So I like to do my own research. I like to figure out what works for me best. And that's what I've done so far. And yeah. And what I'm still doing. Yeah, it's a learning process. We're even still learning. And I think the most important way to grow in life in general is just to continue to learn. Like 10 years from now, I want to still be learning. I don't think you should get into this field if you want to get out of school and never Stop have to learning. learn never have to learn anything else again. It's not the job. You're I don't care if you've been in this industry for 60 years. You're still learning new things because everything's changing and evolving too. No, like, seriously, there's so just, many more. It's not just oh, I haven't found this to learn yet. Like oh, this is brand new. Right, there's that, like there's something new. new all the time, especially mm-hmm. in aesthetics because aesthetics has changed so much since it like started. I don't quote me on this year, but let's say the '60s. Yeah. Like people going in and getting like fluff facials mm-hmm. to now they're just being all yeah. these other things like. It's not like microneedling just like came out 50, 60, 70 yeah. years ago and and you just haven't picked up on it yet. Like there's all different types of new things that come out that it, whether you're year one of your esthetician career or you're in year 25 of your esthetician career, you're still always learning more. 
Um, and and it, no matter what career you're in, you want to be dedicated to that because you want to be able to provide services that are benefiting your clients. And then also on a revenue standpoint, clients always want to try the new like hot thing. So it doesn't don't waste your money trying to get all this new machinery, but like also stay on top of what's new because you never want like a client to come with you to you about this like new revolutionary yeah. thing and you're just like Mm, I, don't yeah, I don't know anything about that. And then people are like, do you love skin as much as I love skin? I'm your client. What's going yeah. on? Um, yeah, so I think Low that... An, pros. Yeah, another pro that I kind of wanted to talk about that I really um, love about being my own esthetician is being able to choose the services like yeah. that I can provide. Um, there's a waxing center in Charlotte, like I won't name, but they provide like anal bleaching they provide facials they provide manzillions they provide all waxing like what if you want to go get a waxing job and you don't want to like wax men down below i mean i don't know if they can legally force you to do it or something but like when you sign up to get that job like that's what you signed up for and knowing that that's the services they provide i don't like providing those services so i've worked in a wax center and i didn't have to even when they were um offered but um yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, like, you can choose what you want, and even going into that, I've definitely done services and offered services that I thought I would like, and then either didn't do as much, or didn't care for as much, or wasn't as passionate about, and I like to do a lot of things that I'm passionate about, exactly. like, not just throw anything out there to make money, right. so I've taken them off of my um, yeah. services list, I'm yeah. like, I don't care for this as I much, don't I don't do see it. as don't much results care. for them, so yeah. I don't want to offer this anymore. Um, and I've never had an issue with that, but I just kind of find what I'm more passionate about and what works best for me. And even even doing facials at Aveda, I hated them. Yeah, no, seriously. I passionately, passionately hated doing I mean, there was one time that we had done a facial on Faith, and she was like, this mask is burning. Now, that this was up is in not the, for my skin. Yeah, that was up in the educational room. No, but still, though. Like, we they were, were like, test dummies. They were like, it doesn't matter. But the thing that really threw me was, like, we weren't treating for the different skin types. Like, I got facials that were for oily skin, dry skin, sensitive skin. It was like, today we're doing a dry skin facial, and everybody's going to get it. Yeah, and you have oily skin, but guess what? You're going to be hydrated as hell today. I definitely definitely felt like, because I have very um, drier skin. She was having a reaction, guys. They're terrible, and they're like, nope, leave it on. No, they were like, leave it on. You have to do this protocol. Okay, I'm just going to end up with a burnt-off face. Right. But even, like, when we would go and take clientele, it's like, I... (laughs) I feel bad saying this, but I would be doing these facials and, and I don't, I don't personally do rubs now. I was never into it. Um, I have really bad issues with my hands and like, I'm young, but I already have. Oh, you mean like foot rubs and hand massages and stuff like that? Um, I don't offer it. Not because I don't want you to have a great experience, but it wasn't for me and it, and it was very painful to me at the end of the day. Um, but I would be doing people's facials and also when like, I don't do time facials. That's another thing I hated at Aveda. Yeah. I hate time facials. 30-minute facial, 60-minute facial. I'm treatment-oriented. Yeah. Like, I'm worried about what's going to work and however long that takes is however long that it takes. I don't do crazy long facials um, because they just weren't needed. Um, and, like, I would be sitting there doing people's facials and rubbing their ankles or their yeah. hands. Sitting there in the dark room. Right. Falling asleep. No, seriously. I hated it. And, like, why would I want to do something that, like, I'm not enjoying. Right. And that I'm not going to put effort into because it's not 
Yeah, it's and there's just some right, and I feel like there's so many different types of facials. Like if you like giving facials though. like that, yeah. If you like giving facials like that, I want to come. There's to you. people who want <laughs> facials I, like I, I yeah, I want that. I want you to massage my feet. I would like. Um, there's just two. I guess two different type of facials yes. you can be getting: a relaxing facial or a treatment based mm-hmm. facial, um, more result driven facial. And so you can it's as kind a of where we are. yeah as a solo esthetician, you can decide where you want to be. And we kind of both decided to choose the clinical approach. Mm-hmm. When I first started doing facials, I was offering hand massages, and then afterwards, I was like. I think I'm, yeah, I don't I'm not putting this in the description. <laughs> Why am I? Um, it just, yeah, it, I don't even do the like robe thing. No, I don't. But if I had, I if I did have a, a different setup in my, if I had a different environment, I would. Correct. I would do that if I had a different environment. Yeah, and I that's also. Wish I did too. But yeah, sometimes it's, especially when you're not doing it as much, like the massaging and everything, it wasn't as necessary. Yeah. And it kind of helped me almost stay more sanitary. Keeping for sure. people like in their regular stuff, um, instead of like having naked bodies on my table That's and stuff true. like that. So That's true. Um, all the sheets we would have to go through because obviously you're turning over yeah. the sheets every time. It's a little, it is a little bit more sanitary. But I think that's another like um, pro slash con because of rent. But as a solo esthetician, you get to choose your workspace. Where you work. um, I just renovated my room with colors and the way the shelves are set up and I can do that because I'm a solo esthetician. And even and some places you go as a solo esthetician, they won't allow you They to won't allow so you. You have to be careful about like where you're um, running from based off of the idea of what you're wanting to do. Right. Like, being adamant about researching and talking to whoever you're renting from and stuff like that. Um, because yeah, um, I worked in the same place that you worked in um, prior and definitely you have the most, freedom you have the most that's freedom the, that's the only reason like that's honestly why i stay yeah is because i can really like do literally do whatever i want and i really love lou shout out to exclusive studios because every person that works for him mm-hmm. or works Enjoy in his it. shop they enjoy it but not only that he wants them to be individually successful. Yeah. He's not thinking about, well, Taking obviously he's thinking yours. about like how to make his shop yeah. successful, but he's thinking about how your success adds to his mm-hmm. success. And I really like that. And that's something that is really nice about being a solo esthetician because you can choose who's over you. You could choose yeah, like because we your all tenant. Are gonna, even when you're on your own boss, like there's still all typically going to be somebody above you, whether that's the, the person you pay rent to, the government, somebody's ahead of you. Somebody's always ahead. You got to tell somebody what you're doing. You know, your state board, board, state board, and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's nice that because even being a solo esthetician and renting from somebody, you may hate that tenant. Like, I mean, Seriously. The, or the land, the landlord, landlord. Yeah, um, the landlord. You may not get along with them. They may make like your renting experience very crappy. And I felt it, so bad for one of these SDs I know. And they don't have that good experience. They have a horrible landlord. They ended up having to, like, leave. They would never, like, come and, like, fix, like, fix issues up, that yeah. came to the room. Um, they would randomly spike the rent in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, no. Like, just real, like, mean things. Like, so, um, that's, I feel like it's a, it's a pro slash con. Honestly, I feel like all the pros come with cons. Yes. Every pro comes with a con. Every con comes with a pro. You know, you find the silver lining in different things, um, but choosing your work environment is definitely a pro um, of being a solo esthetician. I think one of the biggest, not one of the best up there, um, setting your own schedule. Um, 
and this the biggest freedom with this comes with like you work a nine to five and something emergency comes up and you have to call out that may be your job right or like for me for example i do music too i got asked if i could do mm-hmm. like on the 24th i have a show and it's like midday that's a saturday i didn't have to call anyone and ask them can i can i have off? off i looked at my schedule i made sure i didn't have clients pre-booked and you know even if sometimes i have one i don't do this all the time but if there's I'd, if i will reach out and i'll say like hey if i had like one in that spot hey do you mind if we move you around yeah. usually i know which they're clients not to cool. ask and which clients yeah. to ask to be honest but usually they're super cool about it and you can move it around um you don't want to be unprofessional always asking clients yeah. to do that i probably would never even ask the same client twice, twice. Yeah. um and if I do, but it's somebody that I'm very, It's somebody like, who we, we're pretty much friends at this point. Like, yeah. yeah, I have one client. I bought her a baby shower gift. She invited me <laughs> yeah. to the baby shower. That's a client I can just be like, girl, I got an emergency. Like, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, especially when you know they have more open schedules. Like, if you have a client that you know, like, can barely find time to fit you in, like, you don't want to cancel on them. No. Sometimes I'll be like, I don't want to cancel on this person because I know it'll probably be a whole other month before I can Right, they just had in. a baby. This is their yeah. time. This is their moment but that they locked that in. Somebody I know is, like, stay at home or, like, they have a schedule that they're open when I'm open. Right. I'm just like, all right, I know I could probably get her in tomorrow or something really soon. It's not going to um, affect them that much, but... Yeah, having that, like, I can just, something comes up, I don't have to worry about, oh, I don't have enough time to put in for a day off, or right. this is, yeah, I can set, and even, depending on, like, how you do it, some people only open their books up for that month, I open mine up for, um, eternity. Eternity. Mine's open until eternity, but I know, right, <laughs> I know people who do that, too, though, they yeah. open it per month, like, on the 15th, they open their books yeah. for the following month. Especially, that tends to be a lot for more busy people that don't know what their schedule is gonna be yeah. like into that month so they like find out their schedule put their days off and then open it up for everybody else so they it's hard for me to do it like that. that though because i want to pre-book my clients yeah that's what i do so i, I want to pre-book you that. so the only time is if like it's july right now somebody was like i want to book for september 17th i'd be like all right well maybe let's wait yeah. july august September. I would probably even book September. Uh, yeah, if they said October, November, December, if you're booking like three months out, I'm probably going to be like, let's see. Or I'm yeah. going to book you, but if something comes up, I'm, we're definitely we're going to have to reschedule. Yeah. Um, but that is the benefit of being a solo esthetician. I had one client. She was pregnant. Now she's not. She um, knew that she wasn't going to be able to come in in a month. She booked hers like two months out. Yeah. And then when she Wait, had her back. baby a little <laughs> early, she wanted to come in earlier. She texted me, hey, Lo, I want to come in earlier. Looked at my books. Boom, let's fit you here. Being a solo esthetician just opens up that flexibility with yeah. communication with your clients. It would probably be weird if you hit up your clients and you work for like a spa and you're like talking to them on a personal level trying to ask them how their skin is doing. Yeah. So that would probably be weird, but it's not when you're a solo esthetician. Um, and you just get to like be more it's in control. It's less stressful. That yeah. part is less that stressful. That part, yeah. <laughs> not everything else, but um, then you also have your financial risk, like what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like when you're starting up, like nobody is setting up your room for you. You're buying your table, you're buying your products, you're buying your equipment, you're buying everything mm-hmm. um, that you need. So it's an investment for sure, but you definitely is an investment that pays off. I agree. It's definitely an investment that pays off. A lot of times when I make a big purchase, I look at it and I'm like, okay, like this is just ball barking. I'm, I'm spending $500 on this equipment or this yeah. product, right? How many facials do I need to do to make up for this? Yeah. It's 
really not that many for this in a day exactly like of work exactly so um you just kind of have to like balance it a little bit like that you definitely have to be like you were saying responsible with your finances of like bills change the way you pay bills changes Mm -hmm. when you work for yourself um i know like i just pay everything in the beginning of the month just in case like i don't wait till the week of that something's due because what if that's a bad week I just 100%. I pay everything. Once I have it, I pay it. Yeah. It's so important because I don't wait to see if I need to spend that money. Like right, I'd rather my bills be paid and something else gets missed on than mm-hmm. spend luxurious money somewhere exactly. and not have my car payment. Exactly, and just like you said, it could be a bad week. And from personal experience, I had went on vacation a few months ago mm-hmm. for like a week and a half, so my schedule was blocked off. Most of my clients are return clientele. I don't. It's not like I get like brand new clients every single week. So anybody who I had pre-booked for that week, I moved them into yeah. the before week or the after week for like two solid months. I'm not saying I didn't have any clients during that yeah. week, but I had like two or three clients during that week. And I'd be like, why am I not booked up on this week? Well, if I scroll back four weeks, yeah, I had that whole time blocked off. up. So all those times who people who had, <laughs> I had pre-booked for that week, I already knew that week money was that week. I dispersed it through other weeks. And now I'm, like, re-trying to find new clientele for this third week of the month because, um, you know, I want to build that week back up. So you have to be, like, um, aware. Um, I also think another pro-con is, like, you need to be reaching out to your clients, or at least I do. Um, I will look in my books if I feel like they're looking a little weak, and I will scroll back four weeks, even five weeks six weeks like I will I will find yeah I will go like and find the people who have not come and I don't reach out saying like you need to book an appointment I'm like hey it's low your esthetician I just want to reach out see how you're doing see how your skin is and you know what I'm saying like it's just so you know it's been four weeks eight whatever amount of time usually almost literally in the beginning I feel like I didn't get that many responses but at this point in my career usually everyone responds back whether it's I need that appointment or um, I'm out of town, but I'm going to book it soon. Can you give me a reminder next yeah. week? Um, any of those things. Or, oh, my God, it's actually been five weeks. Yeah, I Time do. has flown. They they don't even know. Um, I usually like to go in when, especially I have uh, specials. Yeah. I I just go back in all my books. And if they have don't have a current up-to-date appointment, I always send exactly. my uh, deals out to them. Because I'm like, I don't you know. You need me in the door. I don't know if you remember. Or I don't know if, like, um, this will help you want to get back in the door like hey she's having a special let me go ahead and book again yeah so i always send out my um specials to people that i haven't seen in a minute just yeah. to like catch their eye catch their attention see if they um, are ready to come back stuff like that um but yeah i feel like that's also um kind of leads into another building con is building up your your clientele your clientele like when you first start especially when you aren't starting with other people because we know some estheticians who have started working under another company and they were able to retrieve. Which is not <laughs> they were always able to... the legal way. No, it's technically not the legal way, but well, it's not, like the illegal it's way, not the illegal it's way. Like... It's just like the contract breaking way. Yeah. Depending on how close you are. But yeah, if you and, have that I mean, close relationship right. and that personality with some people, 
it's not even that you have to be like, oh, leave them, come to me. They're going to be you like, just say, I, hey, don't I'm want, I don't like, want to be I'm here. literally here for, for you, you. So if you're gone, then I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah, it's really not about like, hey, by the way, I'm here. You need to start booking with me. Yeah. It literally because will be like, people... hey, I'm, um, oh, what's up with you? You always connect with your clients. And you're probably, when you work for someone else, you're still getting repeat clients because they want to see you. They trust you. Um, and they're like, oh, well, what's new with you? You know, da, da, da. oh, well, um, I'm actually I'm not going to be now. here next <laughs> month. Um, I'm going to be moving over here. They're, they're not like, gonna be like, oh, okay, we'll see you later. Have a nice life. They're most likely gonna be like, well, I'm coming because I, I come you. to you. I, I don't come for this. I come for you. In this world, the the service that you're getting is the the person. It's yeah. Based on the person, I can go to a spa or I can go to a wax center and love the way somebody waxes. And just because they leave doesn't mean that anything's gonna change when I go wherever they're yeah. going. Like it's the same service exactly. wherever they're going. Exactly. So I'd rather follow somebody I'm comfortable with and that knows me. And as long as they're not completely getting out of the, the industry, yeah. I'm gonna follow you. No, same here. So that's could be that can be like a con of starting your own. Definitely something that I had to work through and yeah. get through because I did not start with anything. So I started like hitting up friends. Like literally. Yeah. I'm providing facials. Y'all need a facial, come support me throwing out deals left and right just so I can honestly get content to post oh, for non-friends to, you know, do it. I gave out plenty of free facials. I gave out plenty of discounted facials. Um, I gave out pretty, so many undervalued facials, you know, work to the bone, yeah. but um, it's worth it in the end. It is worth it in the end. They come back. They, they come back. Um, and I guess this could also kind of segue into the third topic. But um, you just have to make sure that you are on top of your marketing and yes. your ways of retaining your clientele and because it's is... such a struggle to actually get them in the door sometimes. So how do we get them in the door and how do we keep them? That's probably one of the hardest things, um, but most like creatively freedom Yeah. Um, about owning your own business, whatever you're doing. It doesn't have to be in the skincare world. But content, like we live in a day and age where these people are going to find you online. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either online or word of mouth. So like your content is everything. I have so many people that are booked because they found me through Instagram. Pretty much Instagram, everyone finds me through a Charlotte Esthetician hashtag. Yeah. So Instagram is definitely probably your biggest tool. You have paid promotions and you just have the algorithm that can become on your side if you're doing everything right. It is something that's like crazy to learn about and like what works and what doesn't work but you kind of have to feel that out and like figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you what's your aesthetic um, yeah and just being yourself like don't think that just because bob is over here making his tiktok dance videos talking about his business that you have to make tiktok dance videos yeah you You simply don't i have this one carpet cleaning company i follow on instagram and it's just because of how addicting it is to watch them yeah it's so satisfying to watch them vacuum the carpet the i've never i don't even think they show the face of the owner of this business all you see is his hand or gloved hand or whatever and a dirty car and a vacuum some of the videos he doesn't even like take different clips and do the whole thing some of the videos is just him vacuuming the carpet back and forth that's like 10 seconds but i know that if they were in Charlotte, which they're not, unfortunately, that's who I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, that's who I'm going to. Like, and it's the same thing with, like, power washing or um, maybe you build, you make resin art, like, uh, yeah, little, like, pieces, like, everything. little trays and stuff like that. One of my friends is an artist, and his reels go from anything from just 
showing his completed piece of art, like with different like effects on it to showing the process yeah. to there's just so many creative ways to get yeah. into it. You don't have to be a people person. You don't have to show your face. That's um, definitely what I've struggled with. Um, and that's, this is what's kind of helped me along that. But mm-hmm. is I've, to me, what sticks out to me when I look at a brand and when I um, follow certain people and am, like, religious to their content is because of their personality a lot of the time. It's either yeah. satisfaction videos or personality. So that's what I've tried to open myself up to um, a little more and more. Like, I'm not there yet where I want to be, but I eventually want to be that because a lot of people will find you and book you based off of, like, their connection with you online. 100%. And, like, the personality that you show um, and that's like a big thing to kind of open yourself up to that'll get you uh, going a lot further on social media for sure. That's like the biggest um, tool and tip is to be a personality. Yeah. To be somebody that they are on the other side of the country or in your same town. And they gravitate and to they it. They feel like they know you. Right. And they feel more comfortable coming to you already because they feel like they know you. Yeah. I feel like the most important part though, like to take from that with the personality is to still like always be yourself like yeah even when you're watching this podcast like you can probably tell that me and faith have like different per like different person personality like just different like i feel like you're more calm and i'm like more like yeah yeah (laughs) i feel like you can probably like even tell that like in watching the podcast Mm -hmm. like visually um and that doesn't mean that i'm doing something wrong or she's doing something wrong. Yes. Like you, people are gonna no watch you. Yeah, there's not a one size fit all. One personality fits all. Like some people are going to watch you because you smile a lot. They love seeing smiling, and that's so awesome. Some people are going to look and be like, "That's annoying. I, I don't want to." Right. See I that hate that day. smile. <laughs> I hate her voice. I like her voice. Some people might look at you and be like, "I really love uh, her modesty," mm-hmm. and that's why I like looking on her page. Like you don't always. A lot of times, people think, "Oh, I need to." Wear tight clothes or do this. Yeah. Like some people, people are going to gravitate to what they feel comfortable with, um, what and they relate authentic. to. Like another single mom is going to like the content of another single mom. Um, that they relate to. That, re- that, that, that they just, relate yeah. to. Right. Like, um, so just basically like, I feel like whenever you're being your full self, you're being your best self. And that's when people are coming in and they're yeah. gravitating to because you. Because I, we've all seen people on the internet that have just tried too hard and you, it very much shows through when you're just, like, trying to be something that you're not or trying to, like, fit in this box that isn't your niche. Yeah. Like, we can see it. And so even if you're good at – off. Yeah, and even if you're good at disguising it, you'll get burnt out. Yeah. Like, I can't even tell it's you how burnt out I've been in life um, for the years that I've been doing things in entertainment and, like, coming to the realization, your... like, why am I not inspired anymore? Mm-hmm. Why am I not happy anymore? Oh, I'm doing this for them. I'm not doing this for me. I'm not yeah. being myself. Um, and I'm putting, like, too much pressure on the situation. Like, whenever you're whenever you're making your content, you need to think about um, making your content for your target market. You're not making it for anybody else. So um, when I make my content, I like to, like, I have written here using basic English. And we were talking about that, like, too, yeah. like, making content that is um something that people can understand easily because yeah, we're not catering to another esthetician end, yeah estheticians that have all the education right we're, we're looking for clients not yeah, other estheticians our um 
our audience is people that need the knowledge. Yeah. So we're not going to come at them with these like crazy terms that nobody's going to, they're not going to understand. Right. And it's just going to scare them away more. If you're not using a desquamation, what is desquamation? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> what is it's that? It's not about dumbing it down, but it's just about being like. Making it in common English. Like yeah. we could literally, we could say any statement with any career. You could speak even with real estate. Mm-hmm. You could be like, oh, this is a subjugated property. What does that mean? Yeah. You know, you need to like dumb that down a little bit. Same thing with I don't I don't know the countless amount of times that I've been with doctors that like say things that just completely go over my head, and I'm like, hmm? I kind of got what you're saying, <laughs> but I couldn't even tell the next person what you. What right, you even if someone and told then, me what the issue is, I'm gonna be like, I mean. And then there's other people that I'm like, the way they explained that was so perfectly that I. I totally understood that. Yeah, I feel so educated now. Yeah, so. Exactly. Hitting your audience knowing who you're selling to, who you want to be selling to, who you want to be interacting to, like, Mm -hmm. interacting with, like, those are some of the best, like, pros about working for yourself and that freedom that you have. Like, you get to surround yourself the energy and the people that you want. You don't have to, if you have a terrible client when you're working a nine to five you have to keep seeing that terrible client when you have a terrible client and you're working for yourself you just don't book them again i'm sorry (laughs) i can no longer see you if you don't have that conversation you can block them like you're not going to get penalized for that at the end of the day if they're causing you too much stress you don't have to deal with it yeah that's so true um i think that another way outside of just like content marketing and like social media marketing which i do think is really good a lot of my clients come in through that Um, And we talked a little about word of mouth, but networking and just always talking about your business. I have like four to five clients from church. I volunteer at church and that's, and they come monthly. That's five people a month coming. You know, that's an extra X amount of money that I know I'm making. So wherever you go, you should be talking about your business. And that's not because I went to church and I was like, you guys, I do facials, book a facial, I do yeah. facials, I do facials. I was just talking to someone. You're having genuine yeah. conversations in that, like I said, they're feeling more comfortable with you and they're wanting right. to come see you. You're just talking to people when you go out. You could go to an event. Hey, what's up? What, like, what's your name? What are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, oh, that's really cool. What are you working on there? Oh, this is what I do. Oh, cool. Well, you know, I'm, what do you do? Oh, I'm an esthetician. I, I do facials. What? You do facials? Yeah, girl, I also do body waxing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's happened to me so many times at Ulta. I'm buying, like, a product. Oh, girl, what's this? Oh, one of my friends. It, it was actually when you had that little thing we did for the shoot, the little yeah. glitter stuff. And I was like, oh, one of my friends, she told me to get it. And mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. She was like, oh, nice. Well, where are you headed? I'm headed to work. I have a client. Yeah. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I do facials. Oh, my God, facials? Yeah. Girl, I've always wanted a facial. And now you have a client. But I wouldn't have had that if I didn't just talk to people yeah. and be a friendly person. If- You're always a representation mm-hmm. of your business. If you're going to work for yourself, you have to to be a people person you have to be and i learned that through different jobs and through this industry um that also kind of helped me working for somebody else too at the beginning um it did help me get open to like you're much of a more open person yeah i wasn't so working for somebody and like having to do those things and having to like be open with your clientele and then making you say certain things and do certain things like it 
it got you accustomed and like um, comfortable with doing them more. Yeah, so, I completely. And agree. when you do it on your own, you can kind of do it the way you want, but it's you're you've definitely become more open. Yeah, and even with me, um, as far as like confidence and speaking with other people, I feel like I even had to like gain the confidence yeah. in certain situations. Even confidence with my clients, when you start off as a solo esthetician or even an esthetician straight out of school working for someone else. You have to find that confidence and build up like, I really do know this. I am educated and these people are coming to me and I know what I'm talking about. And you just have to build that confidence up. And I feel like it's always something that you continue to grow because anytime I get a new product, I'm, you know, making sure I'm educated on this so I can deliver confident information. So you want to make sure like when you're trying to go to your business and retaining your clientele, you're being as educated as possible to educate them. I feel like a lot of my clients like to come just because when they leave, they end up leaving feeling more educated and more aware of like what they have going on. So your clients are looking and coming to you to have that professional expertise. That's why they're there. So when they come in the door, be confident because they're confident in you already. So be confident in yourself um, completely and always. Yeah, so I think that's one. That's pretty much the biggest things about owning your own business, um, the freedom that comes with it, the responsibility that comes with it, everything like that. There's always ups and downs and pros and cons to anything you do in life, whether that's working for somebody else uh, or working for yourself. Yeah, it's kind of something you have to consider, something that you have to figure out if you enjoy doing, um, and find something that you're passionate about. If you're not passionate about it, you're not going to put the effort into it. I've right. definitely had times where I'm, I'm yeah. just not, like, I'm not feeling it, and there'll be, like, a week of, like, no motivation. But at the end of the day, I'm still passionate about what I'm doing, so I still have the urge to become motivated again about it. But if exactly. I if I didn't care about the industry, like, I'm like, I don't care. You leave to, it to the side. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't care to find the motivation again. So you're going to mm-hmm. go through ups and downs of, like, I have so much motivation right now, so much content right now, and then other times we are like, I don't. It's just like artist block. Yeah, yeah, you definitely yeah. have it, and I have it quite often. Me too. Like, and you go through that, and it's normal, but as long as you have the foundation of passion for whatever you're doing, you're always going to come back to mm-hmm. it. As long as you have the foundation, you will definitely come back, because when we're becoming solo estheticians, when we're becoming entrepreneurs in general, we're doing it because we're looking for more happiness at least I feel like it like of course we want to like make more money and we want to have more freedom but really we want to like have the happiness more happiness from from those things exactly like happiness is the end goal Mm -hmm. so make sure you're doing something that makes you happy like when you're on your own you get a choice now you don't have to do the nine to five if you don't want now that you decide not to do something you want to do yeah and that kind of like kicks you in the butt to like make you work harder for it too like it's all on you exactly if you want to quit that nine to five you better put in work so that you don't have to have that nine to five mm-hmm. anymore because now you're putting in a nine to nine mm-hmm. <laughs> nine a.m to nine a.m 24 7 yeah that's what you're signing up for it's good though it's beneficial mm-hmm. we like it because it's something that you enjoy it's not like if you work 24 7 for a company you hated like you would you would literally want to jump off a bridge. No, like, for you real. wouldn't want to do it. So for real. there's good stress and there's bad stress. We choose the good kind. Yeah. Yeah. And then we use masks to keep all the yes. stress signs away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, we really hope that this inspired a fellow solo SD who um or a fellow esthetician in general who's thinking about going solo. Maybe somebody who's thinking about going to esthetician school and just doesn't know which to choose. Yeah. Or even our listeners who love 
flower arranging and they're about to step out on their own and start arranging flowers like this oh my is gosh, for all of you i have a client that does um i can't remember his name but i love he, he has a flower like arrangement boutique place like that and i just love like his content and everything like, you can tell somebody's passionate about something yeah. it's not just like something you do on the side to do like when people are passionate about stuff you see it it you radiates definitely through you see. no for sure like i know that i probably look like i'm a freaking kid in the candy store but every time <laughs> yes. after dermaplaning or extractions and i'm like showing a client i like do bring out my lamp and i'm like look under the lamp yes. though look under the lamp do you see that that part's they're like okay Oh, I love it when I, like, pull a wax strip, and I'm like, do you want to see this? No, I will show people. I'll be like, look, you can see the Some actual follicle like, at the end. I'm okay. And I'm like, no, look, it's so cool. And I'm like, no, yeah. I don't find what you find cool. Right, exactly. They're like, mm, okay. I sent an extraction video for, to my best friend. Yeah, I sent an extraction video to my best friend, and she responded, I'm not watching that. It's disgusting, <laughs> but I love my results. I was like. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I've had people that was like, oh, I don't want you to, like, I rarely have people that don't want to be filmed, but I've had, like, a friend that's like, I don't want to be filmed because I don't, that's nasty, like, that's going to be gross, Look, like, everybody has it. Right, like, right. Nobody's going to look at that video and be like, oh, she's gross. No, she for pores. real. Right. And I also, I tell my clients, I had a client that was like, please don't post me, I don't, I look, my face looks a mess, crazy, because she doesn't have any concern. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, she's wonderful. And, um... I was just like, you know what? This doesn't have to be posted. If I do post, it can be of this. Yeah. No one's going to know it's your Zoomed face. In. And also, we want to take these for you to see mm -hmm. before and afters and over an extended period of time. So make sure you, like, let your clients know, like, that they're comfortable. Like, even if I am recording, we're not on live. Or yeah. if you are on live, tell them. Make um, them feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, you. our conversation is going to be muted in the back of the video. I'm not going to be showing me massaging your face <laughs> yeah. as you complain about your boyfriend. Yeah. You know, like, that would be really messed up. Totally against esthetician code. So, um, yeah, you guys, I really hope you guys enjoyed this mess, uh, this message this slash mess. podcast, <laughs> you know, what we have for you today about solo esthetic life yeah. and what to expect and pros and cons. I think we do want to do another video down the line with more of a technical approach to business. Yeah. But um, this was more of a personal experience approach to the yeah. things we've experienced. And we hope that you guys have benefited from it. For sure. I would love for you guys to comment down below and kind of tell us what your passions are, what you do on your own um, as a solo entrepreneur, or what your dreams are in becoming an entrepreneur and how this video has helped you guys. Or if there's something that we missed and like, like yeah. that you're curious about with owning your own business that we didn't go over today, like let us know. We might hit it in another podcast. Yeah, for sure. Make sure you always drop the questions wherever you're watching or um, if you're listening, you can always reach out to us. Um, through YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, anything. We have all of the platforms for you to check out. So make sure you guys go ahead and like tap in in all of those platforms. We love the interaction. I've had people send us even with our last um, podcast with all the videos and like trends that people were doing. I was having people send me some trends that they saw. Oh, wow. It was like your last podcast made me like think Look about at this. this. And like I had nice. to send you this. I love the interaction. So. Yeah, it's so good. We love it. That's why we're here is to be interactive with you guys. So um, make sure you're supporting us too by liking this, going ahead and subscribing, hitting that notification bell when you guys are on YouTube so that you can stay notified when we post every single Monday. And then also leave us a review. We love it on our yeah. Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you guys are listening, whether you're in your car or going through your workday. We would love that. Yes. All right. We'll, we'll see y'all next Monday. Next and Monday it is. 
any any requests that we have or anything that y'all want us to go over, leave that below too. So yep. we can kind of get those ideas of where y'all are and what y'all want to see from us. 100%. We're excited to keep building with you guys and seeing you every Monday. Again, this is Skin Talk with Lo and Faith. And we'll see you later. We'll see you next week.